I wish I could make it so like one eye is looking at one cube and the other eye is looking at the other cube, but I can't do that. That, that that's good enough. I like that. Okay, Chai, your expression I, I don't know what I look like. Your expression is terrible. <laughs> Wait, no, it's probably better if I hold the cubes closer so they're bigger. Like, uh... Did you try to eat your cube? Hello, over-inspected audience. Have you ever wondered about what's really going on inside of these little thingamajigs? Well, this one's a GAN 12, I think, and then this is a... Waylong, what is it? GTSRM or something like that. I forget. <laughs> but in this episode, we're talking about cubing hardware. Man, and indeed, indeed. How much has changed over the years, dude? It's it's crazy because like, there like there's so many different types of of just three by threes like available. Um, and I know like as like a new new cuber, sometimes it can be like very confusing to like try and figure out like. Okay, like, I get it, like, they're all Rubik's Cubes, but some of them are, like, kind of different than others. But, you know, I think we've, we've already talked about that in the past, but today we want to talk a little bit about, I guess, like, recent updates to speed cubing hardware, and particularly how the market is getting kind of confusing. Chai, you want to take it from here? Yeah, like, I was thinking about how when we were doing Season 1, and I was thinking about the hardware that was available to us at the time. It was something like the GAN 12, as Carrie mentioned. The <laughs> So, voice of the sky context here. We're laughing because Chai's cat decided to um, groom himself very publicly. Um, so, <laughs> it's very funny. If you want to see it, it's on YouTube. Oh, it's cute, it's cute. N number one speed cubing podcast in the world, by the way. <laughs> oh, fact check it. Brother. Okay. Oh, uh, anyways, that's our that's our date. That's Yeah, that was our daily no. uh cameo. I like how it was like perfectly framed because like like it was just over your shoulder, you know? Yeah. You could have like if it was behind you, you, you we wouldn't have seen it. Oh, oh hey, only only on this podcast. No other, only no on other this podcast, podcast would have oh my goodness. God just make sure if you guys ever decide to, you know, make sure you, you know, have oh. some privacy, guys. Have some privacy. <laughs> um, don't don't be like my son. Um, anyways, <laughs> continuing on. Uh, well, you know, I think I think I'm just gonna go back to where I last remember. So, in season one, we had a lot of different cubes to GAN 12. Uh, we had the Tornado version two. Um, there was a MoU WRM 20. I don't know. There was like a billion MoU WRMs, right? <laughs> um, and that's—it's not just three by threes that have had this issue. Like other types of puzzles have had this issue too. But there was just this question of like, I mean, is there really a difference? Especially with something like the RSTM Twenty Twenty coming to the play. Um, I have one. It's in my living room right now. It's like a budget cube worth ten bucks, but the mm -hmm. top cubes in the world are solving on it, right? And then when we took um, our when we finished season one. And booting up season two, we were thinking about one, some of the stuff that has changed or some of the stuff that hasn't changed. And I thought a really interesting topic to talk about is the hardware because of how saturated um, the market was up until the point of our break. I don't know. I don't know if you guys felt this way, but up until maybe like three, four months ago, there was nothing exciting about cubing hardware. Like there was nothing new. It was like the um dnma 3x3 something like the ms3x something like that with like a billion adjustments and um there just wasn't anything interesting uh worth our money and all these gimmicky releases with like gimmicky updates um but i don't know did you guys get any cubes in like the last six months nope. not counting too much like the, the recent releases nope the last cube i got was this guy the good old tornado v2 this is, this is the yeah, last cube I got. I think this I got, when did I even get this? Like whenever, whenever my little magic died. Um, sometime, it was either last year, early last year or like very late 2021 um, when I got, when I got the Tornado V2. But since then I have not bought a single cube. The Tornado V2 is still one of my favorite cubes to turn to this day. Yeah. Um, I have two of them. I have the Keeper's Home version and the regular V2. And that stuff is, is just really, really good. Um, but at the time, wasn't the most popular cube because of its corner cutting however i think these days i like to think that i was a prophet because 
I was I was a trendsetter with the V2. I remember everyone on Twitch, that's on my true. Twitch chat would be like, why are you maining a V2, dude? <laughs> like, that, I think really? that's true. I don't think yeah. I, I... I did not get the V2 until I think you told me that, hey, look, like, you know, if you're looking for a new cube, V2 is a great option. And it really yeah. is. It really is a really good option because I feel like one of the things that... And this is something that we can get into later, but I feel like the the feel of the puzzle is just is just right there's something yeah, about it's how just... it's like how it's like blocky but also like kind of not, well maybe not even blocky. it's just very smooth that, that's the first thing i get out of it and i haven't i haven't put any lube into this it's just very smooth out of the box and it feels very crisp um and i feel like yeah and then i guess like where i'm going with this is like going going back even further than a couple months ago ever since the ever since I want to say maybe the the way long version two perhaps cubing hardware well actually probably a little bit more ahead than that maybe more like do you guys remember the GAN UM and SM? Yeah, I remember those. I feel I like was not a fan. I feel like oh really? I kind of liked it. I kind of liked the UM a little bit. Anyway, I feel like starting from that era, we moved away from like the of the of a time where speed cubes would be significantly different from one another. And by significant, I mean like, there would be very big differences in between the corner cutting, the weight, the size, stickerless, non-stickerless. There were very, there were a lot of like macro factors that you could point to and say, well, okay, let's say like you have a very fast turnstile and you're really concerned about uh, corner cutting. Well, then this cube is like objective, is objectively a better cube for you. Nowadays, you know, after after that, you know, that that point of like what I feel like is the UMSM era, from there we've started to enter a period of speed cubing hardware where I, where it seems like almost every puzzle, like most puzzles are extremely similar in the macro variables. Almost every puzzle has good corner cutting. Almost every puzzle has like the same weight, has the same customization options now. Um, but it really comes down to a bit of an intangible. I feel like feel has really taken has really taken over as what people are looking for what the top speed cubers are looking for at least in terms of buying a new puzzle do you guys do you guys agree with that or am i just off base here um well one thing it kind of reminds me of is like with apple and the iphones that like once you sort of solve all the really glaring issues Mm-hmm. Like, you still have to keep selling iPhones, and you also have to keep selling Rubik's Cubes. So, I think the changes become more and more minute, but there's still a feeling of, like, I want to have what the top cubers, or I guess the top tech reviewers have. Um, so it's like, every single cube can corner cut, you know, like 45 degrees easily. It's like, if it doesn't, it wouldn't be on the market today. Yeah, and every single cube is fast, right? Yeah. Like, every single cube is fast, every single cube doesn't pop. Like all of these like basic metrics, like and oh, every single cube has magnets. Yeah, every single every cube, cube has right. yeah. compression. Like as the details start to get more and more minute, every single cube has it. So it's pretty crazy. But the way I view like cubing hardware is, uh, to me, um, the reason why I feel like the market is very saturated is because we haven't had like this big cube come out. So mm-hmm. for example, and I don't know, you you're a history buff, right, Manu? Yeah. Carrie, are you a history buff? Uh, I think for types of history that aren't cubing related, <laughs> like well, no, 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 it's it's not cubing related. But I guess I was using it as like a um, reference or or a comparison, and I could be wrong with the definitions because I'm not sure. But one of them was the Enlightenment, right? And sure. I don't know how long ago that was, but it was just a new way of thinking, stuff like that, science. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are I mean, you are you waiting for an enlightenment within the cubing hardware scene? I mean, sort of, but the, another uh, one. what's another one? What's it called? The Renaissance? The I don't Renaissance. know what the Renaissance. Yeah. Yeah. The the Renaissance. What was that about? I don't know, Manu. If you could elaborate a little. Renaissance bit. Renaissance was um so the Renaissance was I think it came after the so the, when I think Renaissance I think of like Da Vinci and um, mm-hmm. like the Italian Renaissance. So like. A lot of people go back to like Michelangelo and like uh, studies of the old Greek masters, things like that. It was uh, when Europe was coming out of the Dark Ages, I believe. And, you know, so they... coming out of the Dark Ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot Got of scientific it. work also done during the Renaissance. Got it. And then the third one I think of is like 
uh, the Industrial Revolution. Okay. Um, and then we had a lot of changes in the world from these moments, a way of thought, uh, mechanical integration in our livelihoods, stuff like that, factories, yeah. right? And then you you compare that to cubing, right? Like it's pretty easy, somewhere in the 2010s, you fit the Diane Zanchi in there. Like that's pretty cookie cutter. Um, the Diane Zanchi is somewhere there because of its ability to, you know, just be fast, corner cut, stuff like that. Somewhere in there is the the Lunhoi, the Diane Lunhoi with the, the torpedoes. Mm -hmm. So now cubes would no longer pop, right? I actually had that cube, which is crazy. I never thought I would have oh, a Lunhoi really? of all things. Yeah. Um, and then, in my opinion, I think one of the cubes that fits that kind of huge leap, quantum leap in cubing hardware is the um what's it called the moyu god Outlaw. what's the moyu no the mo i mean yes but the one i'm thinking of is the first magnetized mo factory magnetized puzzle Ooh, i actually don't know it. Oh. the moyu gts way long gt no, but you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Well, GTS 2M, the the Moyu okay. GTS 2M. Yeah, that, I think that that might be right. The, and the that's GTS the, 2M, holy yeah. moly. But that's the most recent cube where I think, reasonably speaking, you could say that was a quantum leap in cubing yeah. hardware. Because before that, right, all the, the cube companies, the, the cube stores would mark it up, install them themselves, stuff like that. So I thought that was a huge jump. Yeah. Now that's just my opinion. But that was like in 2016, and it's it's 2023, guys. It's hard to say that it's 2023, but there's nothing that's kind of had a significant impact on the market like that, um, which is pretty crazy to say because it's just it's just not exciting. I'm I wonder if Cube stores feel it a little bit in their sales, but you know it's just one of those things. That's I kind of like compare cubing to that. Hmm. I guess just there's just nothing super revolutionary and it's kind of like I don't know what's revolutionary if I knew I would do it but I wish someone knew you yeah know? yeah that's interesting I I'll amend it a little bit I think I think you're more or less spot on I think one thing that that's really big of cubes these days is uh, customers like customizability before if you wanted to customize your cube you had to put the magnets in yourself you had to adjust the tensions yourself um, you know, and you, you had to, we, we used to do methods of like the quarter turn method, right? You'd like measure oh, yeah. quarter turns, um, or like you would loosen everything out all the way and then you would put everything back in to so make sure that you get everything is exactly right. But nowadays, for example, like in here, I can pop off the center and then I can just get my tool. I can get it exactly where I want it to be. And I know like if I do that for on all the other sides, it'll end up being exactly the same. So that, that I feel like is another major innovation that has been, that is more recent than just magnets and cubes. Um, also, not to mention, you can also customize the magnet strength. Just so, it's super simple. I remember before there was a GAN cube, I forget which one, um, where it, had, it came with a separate little magnets tin. And you could you could replace the magnets. But oh, just, like, yeah. And I forgot was, which GAN that was. That was, was a good a, idea, but... Yeah, there was also like the hex lock system. Off. Do you guys remember the hex lock system? Where like they were like purple purple nuts that you would use, or blue nuts. Yeah, if you wanted it, was, to. it was like color-coded. Yeah, yeah, and I think that was a replacement for... Because those GAN cubes didn't have springs in them, the springs were in the nuts themselves. So that, that's how you would mess yeah. around with spring tensions back then. You know what? This brings up an interesting... I, I actually want to ask both of you guys. If you guys have an answer to this, I'm yeah. curious. So what is your what is your favorite spring system? Core system. The Tornado V2. You like the Tornado V2 spring I think the, compression? I think the Tornado so as 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 just a pure consumer, um I think the Tornado the Tornado V2 spring system is the most intuitive and one of the easiest spring systems to use. Granted I haven't tried out many. Um and the ones that I do remember are me having to like tighten tighten the springs myself, do the spring swaps, right? Um, so the fact that I don't have to do that anymore, that I can get exactly the tensions I want, it takes like one simple tool, which you know it comes with, and granted is somewhat easy to lose, but you can still just kind of you can do it by hand. It's it's very simple. I really really I think that this is that this tensioning system is a real real innovation, one of the main reasons why. This was this is such a popular cube even to this day. 
Yeah, Carrie, what do you think? Do you have a I, thought about the compression? I feel like I don't do uh, enough setup to know because, like, I usually just buy cubes and then like stick with the settings they have. Um, Interesting. But I think just based on like what I've seen on YouTube, I, I do have to say that when I saw J Perm's video of that Gan cube where you just like push like the spring kind of through the cube layer itself and it'll just like pop out and replace it. I thought that was like a really clever idea, even if it like didn't become what all the companies were doing. Yeah. Like I respect them for trying. Yeah. Um, the that pushing the magnet thing looked cool. I just don't think it was practical, you know, it especially not. this wasn't practical, like dude, the amount of this is a tangent. Okay. The amount the of yeah, this is a sidebar. Extra, extra stuff that cube companies give you that is not a cube bag, that is not a cube stand, and is not the cube, is utterly ridiculous. Utterly. Like we have it's literally a pamphlet. Like, do we really need? I get it. Okay, maybe we do need a screwdriver with every. Do we need a screwdriver in every freaking cube? Like, I know. Just make it. Just make your screws. Like, like, make the screws standardized, so then I don't need to go, the, you know, we don't need to put a screwdriver in every bag. I can just have one screwdriver that I can use for, you know, some random screw, random nut or bolt that's sitting around in my house, and for my cube. You know, or one I can use yeah. for my computer, and also one I can use for my cube. It's a lot easier to do that way, and if I ever lose it, it's easy to get a replacement. I don't need to go out of my way to buy a specialty piece of plastic essentially that I'm only going to use for one purpose multi-purpose multi tools and I get it like obviously they have tutorial stuff like that like a paper stuff the sponsored cuber cards and then dude I can't oh that's buy. right I, I actually do hate those so I, I get um, what they were going with that it was like a I get what they're going with it <laughs> but I'm gonna be honest like there was so much extra stuff they send you on there and when you say the magnet pushing system this reminds me of oh. that when oh, I think yeah. of the the GAN, like GES system, the GES makes me think cool. of that. Dude, literally the worst system, the Valk 3 Elite, <laughs> was a GAN knockoff and it was so oh, bad. Really? You had to like, they gave you center caps to change the magnetize, the magnet strength. Do you remember this? You would have to change the center cap in That's order to change concept. the map. Yeah, the Valk Elite. You guys not remember this? I don't remember. I, I never. They would give because, you yeah. an extra set, not just one extra set. They would give you like two or three extra set of center caps to change That's the so weird. the magnet. So stupid. That was it's, an absolute. It's, it's kind of weird to think that like you you could replace the you can change the magnet setting by changing the center caps. That that seems. A I think odd it. To me. I think it's because they had like edge to core, edge to center magnets. Edge so oh, that, oh, I see. Yeah, that's how they did it, yeah. The Valk 3 Elite, like, it was alright, but it was a little bit of flop. But, you know what, Chi, they came back. Because yeah. after that, they came out with the X-Men, yeah. right, version 2. And then, and then, when I thought cubing could not be more awesome. When I lost faith in cubing humanity when the GAN 13 came out at 70 freaking dollars. Oh my god, yeah. Wait, wrong cube. This cube came out. The Tornado V3. This is the epitome of a perfect cube. Oh, the wow. the perfect like core system is in this cube, just from the version 2. But even better, it has a freaking handlebar. You can actually use your hand to change everything. Ah, that's, that's, Literally, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's perfect. So genius. The magnet adjustment system, no need to change it. It is primary internals now, so it looks sleek. Oh, also, oh. I don't know if it's a, a theory or untheory. Primary internals feels better. That's just my opinion. Oh, that, that sounds like a placebo. You think it's a placebo? I, I don't no think way. it's a placebo. There's no but way. I don't know. I don't know. And dude, this thing, corner cuts like crazy, is just feels so awesome, plush, quiet, fast, tactile, amazing. Amazing. So this wow. thing came out. And I would say it's like, it's not like a revolutionary release. It's just a release with micro level improvements across the board and it equated to what I would call the perfect cube. Damn. Oh, but wow. 
that's not to say I don't enjoy the cubes. It's just the version. Like I still love the version two, like because of the feel. And, it's so good. You know, yeah. And realistically, like, are you going to be faster? And this is where this whole cubing hardware saturation thing comes into play. Like, are you actually going to be faster? I mean, who knows? Like, you were able to get results, the same results way back from five years ago with the same hardware. But it's just, it's just so much nicer. It's just like the epitome. The pinnacle performance of cubes is how I like right. to think about the version three. Right, and this is like, something that we like talked about before. Sponsor you and oh. yeah, that, yeah cheat, cheat should sponsor you to like. I was gonna it. say like, is this a paid ad reading? <laughs> At a certain point, I was like, dude, honestly, Chi saved us from a world of Gan. Yeah, you're imagine right. a world where your option was RS three and Gan. Okay, well, wait, I want to get back to that, but one thing... Yeah, sure, go say, ahead. <laughs> I want to say before... Oh, wait, no. Oh, no, I forgot what I was going to say. I was going to say something, and I think... I thought it was cool. What were you talking about before? Before you mentioned the thing with, with Gan. I was just talking about how the Tornado V3 is the definition oh, oh, that's, of like, here's peak performance. That's yeah. what I was going to say, because you, cause you, you said that there was something like... You know, you can get the same results with... You can get the same you can get the similar results with cubes you had from five years ago right but th this is something that we've mentioned before that it's not it's not just about like the fact that the hardware is getting better sometimes the hardware is only marginally getting better but what really matters is sometimes getting a new cube can make it can give you like the, it's like the placebo of i'm of like this feels better whether or not it actually is better or not and that feels better can is the can be motivation for you to practice more, and that mm -hmm. that yeah I remember us talking about this that catalyst I I think is really 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 important because you know like it, it's very easy to kind of like get into like stuck in a rut you buy a new cube all of a sudden you find yourself playing with it more because you know it's a new toy <laughs> you you want to play with the new toy um, and then the more the more you play with it the more practice you're doing subconsciously or or you know or conscious you're sitting down you're trying it out. Trying to mess with it, trying to figure out how to make it better, and that that is is as a catalyst um, or an excuse, if you will, to do practice. So I, I think I think that's a that's an important reason as to like why new cubes still need to be coming out into the market, even if there are only small changes that can be made to um, to to like try and like improve them on like their previous iterations. And I, I think it's I think it's similar to what we see going back to the cell phone market, right? Um, we see that like phones these days are like the improvements they make are relatively minor. You know, most phones have a pretty good camera. They have pretty good processing power. They, if you need extra storage, there are lots of cloud storage options. Um, and most networks have like some pretty good connectivity, but there there are just like small differences between between cell phones that make them more more fun to use easier to use software is improving and i think that continues to drive the cell phone market even though we've kind of capped out i mean there are literally phones that apple sells that are basically it's slightly newer hardware but it has the same form factor as the old phones it's just that they can run they can run the better os's now but they have the oh, exact yeah. same, the SE, right? That's that's what it's called. It is a, yeah, the SE was like the a previous iPhone version. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. It's even no, even even the new phones, iPhone 13 to 14, I believe, was almost exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just like yeah. some small rehash of something that you know consumers liked a while ago, and you just bring it back and just spruce it up a little bit, and pe people want it. So. Yeah. I think it's a similar similar thing that happens in the cube market. There's this whole tangent was to say that. Anyway, I think back to RS3 versus GAN. I think that's a really interesting interesting point yeah. that they're like Chi stepping into the picture and give delivering a quality product diversifies the cubing market. Yeah, right, I mean, I don't know. Go ahead, Kerry. I was just like, you know, maybe it'll force GAN to lower their prices because please, maybe the way they're able to get Dude, away I with just, seventy dollar cubes is I just, because they're the only ones. If you're saying I get sponsored by Chi, I guess I would be Gan's arch nemesis. <laughs> like, oh. like, dude, Gan, come on! Like, your cubes are so goddamn expensive. Dude, I feel like, like we yeah. can make an entire episode about just the history of Gan, right? How, like, before there were there were the big boys like like Dion, right? And then, you know, Gan kind of appears somewhat out of nowhere, creates like this really like premium product, and you know the cubes are great right they're 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 really good for their, their era 
but then now it's like as time has gone on Gan has kind of become like at least to me it feels like Gan has become a villain in, like a lot of different ways I remember this the $70 cube and that's the, still a thing we're, we're talking about to this day right this stupid piece of plastic costs 70 bucks like someone some, and people yeah. are out there are buying it people are selling it just crazy I, I think it I think, could be like I think that's you know, very interesting we could, write, we could write an entire episode on it sorry go ahead Kerry I was gonna say it could be like Beats by Dre where most of yeah. the yeah. cost yeah. is like marketing or like brand association yeah. you know what I find difficult about Gan sometimes is sometimes they do releases that are like a slap in the face like what they'll do is like I think they did this with the Gan Air because the Gan Air had like a billion different like ultimate versions, the basic version. That, yeah, I they came, that. they came out with like a basic version that had no adjustment features, and they mm -hmm. sold it at like thirty five dollars. And I'm like, bruh. <laughs> at the time, that's a, that's a lot. Because just most like, cubes at the time were selling for maybe twenty. Yeah, I was like, dang, how are you still marking these up so much? But obviously, look, I don't know what they caught, what you know, what their expenses are with R&D, stuff like that, right, production. True, true. So at the end of the day, I, I can't really say to that. Um, what I, I guess we should probably pivot a little bit to uh, a piece of what we would call hardware innovation. And I don't know if you guys have like two cents regarding it, because it kind of goes into this new hardware that we're talking about with the V3. But a new piece of innovation that has come out is maglev and core magnetization yeah um so maglev just if you guys don't know as yeah listeners, i was gonna um, i was gonna tell you that yeah you should explain yeah because i don't really yeah, know if you, so i'd love to hear yeah if you guys don't know basically most cubes are magnetized between a corner piece and an edge piece of a cube and what that means is i think there's what 48 magnets across the entire cube I think it's 48. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because like each edge would be responsible for four, and there's 12 edges. Oh, I think yeah. it's 48. Yeah. I think it's 48. Um, wow, we all paused for like a hot second thinking about that one. But anyways, <laughs> math class. yeah, what a lot <laughs> of cubes will do, including the premium versions, um, I believe the Pioneer version and the flagship version of the V3 have like the core magnets, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they have core magnetization. That's when you have magnets in the corner stock of a cube and then magnets built into the core of the puzzle. So you have effectively another contact point of magnets. Now what's interesting about core magnets is if you have edge magnets and corner core magnets, because of the 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 axle distance or the you know how a cube rotates? There's very yeah. minimal distance between a corner to core um, yeah. relationship. So you can quickly twist when you when you turn one side of a cube. It hits another magnet very quickly in comparison to the larger radius or circumference mm -hmm. of the edges and the corners. So it has a more cohesive feel, but also a more tactile, stronger magnetic feel. I, I don't really have a good way to explain it, but you can only feel it if you have a non-core magnetic equivalent. But it, it is okay. definitely prevalent. It's a smoother puzzle. Yeah, smoother sounds um, right. Yeah, it's a smoother puzzle, and it is a little bit more tactile. Um, I feel like you would also need fewer magnets then, because if it's only one in each corner and one in the core, then you only have 16 one yeah there's not they're, they're not one-to-one -one. Oh, okay yeah they're not one-to-one -one. you only have you can only have four magnets on the core at any moment am i right Four. i think four. so because there's oh. only four no eight sorry there's eight. only eight sorry did yeah, i say four yeah, yeah. You did say well, four. I, yeah. I was thinking like there's no, only eight, eight magnets on the core eight magnets on the core and eight magnets in the corner pieces so it's still 16 but that's one third of 48. So I don't yeah. know if that like, would lower cost at all. But I have I think, no idea. But I think, so with, with the core magnet puzzles, so are the core magnets an addition on top of edge magnets or are they like, or, or is it like one or the other kind of? Usually cubes come with both. So the oh, okay. core magnets is usually an additional feature to the already magnets. Like there is not a cube that, only has core magnets. In fact, when I said I had the Cubers Home V2, Cubers Home was one of the first um, 
modifying manufacturers to add a corner uh, a core magnet feature on the V2. So the Cubersome V2 has core magnets in it. And it's really nice. It does feel a lot different, a lot smoother, tactile at the same time. Now for Maglev, one of the new introductions is Maglev where instead of having a spring and a screw, you would have a screw and two magnetic discs uh, repulsing against each other, which is interesting to say the least. Um, I have a couple thoughts about it, but uh, how do you guys feel about either or both of these modifications or innovations? Yeah, so I, I guess like, oh sorry, good. Oh, I was just gonna say, I guess they, they help the general Cooper because it's like autocorrect in a way, like you can kind of <laughs> be, be less accurate with your turning and it'll snap into place. And we all know that like with autocorrect, we can type faster because you don't have to focus as, as hard on every little thing you do. Yeah. Like, yeah. Although, because I think before Magnus, people might just say like, oh, just turn more accurately. That is true. That but, is a thing that people would say. Yeah. Yeah. They don't say that anymore, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah, pretty much. That's, inter that's interesting that you mentioned autocorrect. Because I think, the, I, I think the analogy works. Because I, I have a friend who, she actually doesn't use autocorrect on her phone. Because sometimes she feels like it corrects things that she doesn't want to correct. Which is which is interesting because I know that there are also there's sometimes like you don't want too much too much magnetic strength because it can it can mess up the the force that's required in order to do your turns. So unless you like you set those you set the levels down to like the lowest level, um, and even if you do sometimes it might be too strong if you have the 48 magnets and then you have an additional 16 magnets that's like 64 magnets. So the more magnets that you add, maybe it maybe makes it harder for you to turn. I don't know if that's if people have experienced that, but that's something I can think of. Although I think I think quarter magnets sound kind of cool. As for maglev, I have no idea like how. Like I get that like you know there there's the magnets levitating on top of each other, but the fact that like the fact that you can construct a mechanism like that to begin with is is really really cool. I think, and that it provides. I I, I mean physically I understand that it can provide the same resistance that a spring would right like you can you can imagine there's like a hook's law if you will for for um for magnet to magnet interactions but it's still very interesting to think about how there's like there's like th that there's a space in between which is providing no resistance to the magnet at all very very interesting yeah, yeah. I mean... go ahead go ahead gary i i, I guess just uh Another thing, it's just it just sounds really futuristic. Yeah. And as we were saying earlier, some it's just motivating, like kids to get into cubing again for whatever reason. Might be all you need to get them to practice. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, the name is actually very, very marketable. Um, it just sounds cool. It sounds futuristic, as Carrie said. Um, in practice, the idea for Maglev, I'm not really sure what cubing manufacturers actually advertise for Maglev. Um, but I'm gonna be honest with the, um, the V3, I don't feel much of a difference hmm. with maglev versus just a regular spring compression system. What I will say is that for maglev, you don't need to lube hardware decor anymore. Right. Oh yeah, that's I don't true. think so. Right. I don't think the rotation between one of the disc magnets and the top of the screw is as big as an issue as right. a spring and a screw. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. So yeah. you don't have to lube it anymore, just like a four by four core. Yeah, it's a less contact yeah. points, I guess. Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's also like something that happens with springs where you know if you like squish and stretch a spring like a thousand times, it'll like uh, the lose some of its like springing um, power that's that's probably true where a magnet wouldn't have that issue yeah like i um, think a magnet would stay that way forever this yeah so longer i, I think, guess yeah. i guess maglev by default provides longevity um in theory it should make your cube faster um in practice i can't really tell the difference um truthfully um, and because I can't tell the difference, I tend to find Maglev a bit gimmicky. Um, but you know, I don't know. It's yeah. just one of those things where 
I think it sounds a lot cooler than it is, you know. It As is like spring practice. is, mm. yeah, springs was just one of those things where it wasn't broken. Why are we fixing it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think I, I feel like I feel like it is probably pretty gimmicky. I, I, I don't know if I've tried a maglev puzzle before, and if I have, then I straight up do not remember. And I guess that, that kind of speaks to your point. <laughs> um, but I think. I think, I think it is probably, it feels at least a little bit more gimmicky, um, but hey, you know, gimmicks aren't, aren't all bad, you know, if you go into, if you go into a gimmick knowing fully well that it is a gimmick, then are you really getting gimmicked in the end? Think about it. Yeah, it's pretty true. And at the end of the day, you know, they're making money, they're, they're doing, and also it's not just they're making money, you gotta... And this is the part where the saturation part of the market, you got to give the manufacturers a lot of credit. They're throwing things on the wall and seeing what sticks, hmm. right? So by throwing maglev on the wall, maybe they take that innovation and they contort it into something else much more substantial. But they wouldn't know unless they actually sold or developed the product. Yeah. So, you know, maybe it's just maglev is just the first step to something even bigger, even better than we ever did um but yeah i don't know maglev at the moment it's okay uh but you know what's better than okay the tornado yes definitely better than okay but the rscm super baby oh yeah oh, rscm that... super this is you a know, great I... puzzle oh I... man when you, when you called me like a few days ago talking about it and i just bought it impulsively like right then right that's there. right i remember that yeah Oh, yeah. which code did you use? Oh, I used Chai C-H-A-I for 5% off. Was it 10% off? I don't remember. <laughs> I saved so much money. It was like 74 cents. I think hey. that like, maybe I'll do it again. <laughs> maybe like, viewers should do it again too. Like, Wait, did you receive really... the cube though? No, not yet. It's only been like three days, right? Oh man. Okay, we'll, we'll get it soon. We'll get it soon. Oh, we'll just pretend like they all look the same if you cover up the logo. This one doesn't even have a logo, so here it is. <laughs> there yeah. is the the RS the RSM Super. Um, I yeah. don't know, Manu. You have an RSM Super? I don't. I don't actually. But did you I try it? I think I tried yours yesterday. Wait, did I try yours yesterday? I don't remember. Actually, no. I think I was just doing Mega Minx all day yesterday. Um, but no, I, I haven't tried it. So describe it to me. Oh man, I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing. But to me, this cube feels like the cube equivalent to an NPC. <laughs> NPC? It, it's, like non-playable it, character? Just, it's very, very... <laughs> it's very, very, like... How, how is it an NPC? And oh my goodness, what, what a description, man. I, in, I've in never heard... Feel? I've hold never on, hold heard on. anyone you know describe what? Thing, like a cube you know as an what? NPC. Well, think. Of, do you guys remember the Yushin Huanlong three by three? I do. Oh, uh, yeah. do you remember how remember like that. not? Do you remember? Do you remember how not distinct that puzzle was? Like it was just so plain the feel. Well, I just straight up don't remember it. So. <laughs> oh, anyways, that if you guys know the Yushin Huanlong, a very plain feel. This is a similar thing. It's like blocky, smooth, fast, or not the fastest cube in the market. Good corner cutting. Um, but very, very plain, right? And mm. I find that it's not a bad thing. And I don't know, there's just something about it. Man, this thing turns great. <laughs> like, the performance is off the charts. I've also considered switching from the V3 to this. Um, I might stick with the V3. Um, I, I feel like it's, it's so surprising that, like, I hear you say it's like an NPC, so I think you're going to have, like, super negative reviews of it. And then now you're saying it's like, oh, I might make it my main. So it's it's... Yeah. I guess yeah. the lesson is NPCs aren't all bad, you know? Oh, that's well, the true. favorite, my favorite thing about this is just that this version here, this is the base model, 10 bucks. Oh, there we go. There we go. That, that's incredible. Like, that's that's reason enough to, you know, flip off GAN because I, yeah. cannot, buy... I cannot get behind a $70 puzzle. You can buy six supers. Remember, we're pretending this is a super. Oh. Take apart the colors and make like a fully white, super fully red, super fully green, super and so on. Oh yeah, for less money than a GAN, a single GAN cube. That that's kind of crazy. That's kind of crazy. Do you guys, do you guys want to do a prediction? 
Okay, let's hear it. Oh, for I, I think we're I think we're running close to the end of this episode, but yeah, I'm thinking think... of a prediction of which company and when is going to come out with the quote unquote revolutionary cube. However, here's the catch to make this prediction more interesting. We can look back on this. Yeah. The catch is it doesn't have to be three by three. Any WCA legal puzzle. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. You guys, so any company, um, any event in the WC, uh, legal WCA event, and then what? when is that going to happen? You don't need to give an exact time, but a roughly wow, accurate that, time. That's actually kind of hard when you oh. open it up to any event. So uh, this is expanding even further outside of events. Um, okay. I, I was thinking of timers. Like, Ooh. I think okay. this is something that, one, like, yeah, it would be exciting to see more companies like trying to make better timers. We could. I have a whole podcast episode planned on. Uh, I, at least I think we talked about it in the past also. But timers are a major problem. So timers are yeah. We can talk. I can talk. It's all like day it, about it affects timers. all events. So, yeah. Or I guess not multi-blind, no. but like, you know, if okay. you fix, let's yeah, if you fix like pyraminx, only the pyraminx cubers are gonna care. But timers affect everyone. That's interesting. Uh, I'll I'll give a little bit of an oddball answer. I'll give you something outside of the WCA events. <laughs> <laughs> I think the next. I think a big one. I think we're gonna see a good FTO. Oh, uh, I think yeah. I think we might see a good FTO, maybe within maybe within a year from now, 2023. It's not crazy, you know. I think uh, we the cube saw a lot of growth in 2020. Um, some of that has fallen off, at least from you know discussions that I've heard at least. But hey, the FTO cubers are still as active. They're still out there breaking records, and I don't think it's I don't think it's crazy to for us to finally get. An FTO, and you know what? The innovation doesn't have to be super major either. It just needs to turn better than the stock FTO. That's all we're really asking for. Magnets, uh, sure, if you can do it, that'd be great. Um, but really, you know, a stickerless FTO that would that would improve performance. Oh wow! Um, if you could, like, if you could just like sand down the FTO a little bit, you know, add like the you know the whatever whatever these holes are in cubes, give give a little bit of little bit of corner cutting. It would just be so much better. True, true. Yeah, that's a good that's a good answer to be here, honest. Here, I guess the, what I'll say is that it's low hanging fruit, right? Look, cubing companies, Chi, Gan, uh, Moyu, we have this puzzle that you know people people play with that that there's a real community behind, um, and the hardware out there is just is just very bad. Any generally available hardware is is just poor. If you want a good FTO, you have to either modify yourself or get it sent to someone to modify. It's low hanging fruit. You know, if the, I I don't know how these things how like manufacture works. I'm sure that there's a lot of stuff that goes on with like molds and stuff. Um, but if you can make an innovation where the plastic is smoother, stickerless, magnets, um, you know, improved corner cutting, less popping, anything. It, it's it's out there. It, it's the world is your oyster. That could be the spark that makes it official because exactly. I think in a way like Square One really only kind of got revitalized when Chi you know, made the Square One in like 2015 or 16. The the and Bolt? I don't remember. I just remember like like uh, Square One felt like it had a big, a big ex explosion. Oh, like oh the Square, the Chi Square One. Oh, the maybe original it was just, the, it was just called one. the Chi Square One maybe. Yeah, I oh. think it was the original cheese for one. Yeah, that, that's, that's the one I was thinking because, because I I was using a Calvin's puzzle before then, and it, it was just like night and day difference right. from one to the other. Right. So I guess what I'm saying is like, there aren't that many F2O solvers because the hardware's not there, and then like that could also result in not being official yet. Right, uh -huh. right. I, I, it's a feedback. I mean, they're both both of them are gonna play off each other. Yeah, actually, a better example of that is Cube, of course, because that oh, yeah. did become official. Yeah. Um, do, do you have a prediction for the company to do the FTO? I don't or know. You, I is this a call to action? It is. It is a CTA. Hey, look, like guys, like it's not even CTA. It's really more like, um, it's really just more like a notification. Uh, 
what is the one? Like I'm really just like letting letting it be known that this is a problem that needs solved. And I yeah. don't know how difficult the solution is because you don't need to come up with something really crazy. You just need to make a minor I, innovation and it'll be big. I'm gonna be honest. Big. I'm gonna be honest that I find it, I can't guarantee this, but in my opinion, in my perception of the world, if, and I know it's like the chicken or the egg, yeah, which came first. If a company comes out with a speed solvable FTO, um, I can guarantee that the WC will make it an official event. Wow. That I don't have strong words. And strong. I don't I don't have insider information, but truthfully the expectations, the the hype, the potential like race up to the top of the ladder, like it will be extremely fast paced. World yeah. records will be broken every single weekend. Right? And oh, then yeah. people will get PRs like dude, people care about PR streaks, right? And yeah. this is like Yeah. This is going to be a, a huge like rebirth in WCA interest, um, not just from the FTO community, in my opinion, because the FTO is just such an easily digestible puzzle, but it's yeah. not like a two by two. It's not like a Scube or Pira. Yeah. Um, it's a different type of puzzle. Um, I guess to kind of wrap up the predictions, I'll actually get, I'll give a prediction because I guess I asked the question in the WCA. I think the event that's going to have a huge innovation, maybe even an invention, a reinvention of what a, a puzzle looks like. I think four by four is something's going to change with four by four in a massive way. Mm, I think okay. there is still room for improvement in four by four. I think core magnets is a great oh, first. Hardware. Yeah, I think it's a great first step in yeah. maybe, yeah. I don't know what is possible with four by four, but I think four by four something is going to happen and 4x4 will no longer be considered an event where the hardware is just always slightly worse than a 5x5 because that's always how it's perceived. Um, yeah. And I think 4x4 is going to happen. I think it's going to happen, well, it's the, the beginning of 2023. So I'll say it'll happen uh, November, December 2023. I, I think it'll be done this year. I wow. think 4x4 hasn't had a good release in a while. The MDC, True. right? The, the True. WRM, it's been a couple years and there's improvements to be made. And I actually think it's probably not going to be Chi. Um, no, it's not gonna be the YJ MDC or it's not gonna be from YJ. It's not gonna be from MoYu. It'll probably be, I wanna say Chi. But something about me is telling me that uh, Diane's going to do something. Wow. Diane. That, this Diane is a take. Wow. Yeah, it's a hot take. Uh, it's a real hot take. It's really spicy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Well, didn't Diane go into like pyramids for a while? They did. They did. They did. They did. They went into Scoob too. Yeah. That could be interesting. But, but Wait, yeah. Get. Gan also makes forward fours, right? They do. Yeah, but it was like the four sixty yeah, or something. Garbo. Right? Yeah. I was gonna say like, uh, kind of as a joke, like, what if they release a four by four and make it like a hundred dollars? But I actually just searched it. The four by four is cheaper than the three by three, so I guess. Oh. Yeah, they're just yeah, they're just they're on one. I can't like I'm yeah. already my mood is already ruined because oh. we talked about Gan. Man. Okay, I, I shouldn't bring up Gan. I, I shouldn't bring up sensitive topic. The unspoken podcast. company. Do not, do not say the phrase. They who, the, the company that shall not be named, huh? Oh, brother. yeah, exactly. They do oh, say the here again, 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 again. Oh my goodness. No, no, we're not gonna say it. Anyway, I think, you know, th those are predictions for the future. Um, come back in a couple years when we're all right. And or just all wrong. I wouldn't be surprised. We're all wrong. <laughs> so, subscribe if we turn out to be right, and if we're wrong, like like, like, like or <laughs> leave comments correcting us because that's sure. still engagement. I, yeah, I like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> like, like we're not gonna realize we're wrong unless you comment it at least ten times per account. Yeah, oh yeah, for yeah. Sure, yeah. For so sure. be as loud as you can in the comments. That is and true. it might really help if you put Marquez Brown Lee and change your profile picture to MK uh, BHD. What's um, it, impersonate oh him? Oh my goodness. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it. 
You're... This goes back to like the verification badge. He's yeah, got you're, a verification you're badge. You're literally pushing. <laughs> you're literally pushing our YouTube audience to commit identity theft. Identity theft is not a crime, Michael. It's not. <laughs> oh wait. Well, not. So no, sorry. <laughs> it, it, it... Oh, Let's go, baby. Let's uh, I, go. I bungled, I bungled it too because. Oh no. There's nothing wrong with. Because Dwight says identity crime is not a crime. Uh, identity theft no, is not, not a joke, joke to Jim. That's what he says. It to oh, him. not a joke. Yeah. He, I mean, he doesn't say it to Michael. Oh, it would have been so funny if it, if he said it to Michael yeah. and I didn't mess up the joke. No, no. Uh, impersonation is fine with the internet because like everyone does it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Interesting. Hey, have you been exercising in the office menu? Yes, I've been doing the aisle runs. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. you're doing it because like, dude. My feet are killing me, but I'd imagine if I sat 24 hours a day, it'd be tough. Hey, standing desk, baby. Yeah. Right, yeah. Anyway. So if you guys are if you guys are in you know the office and then you feel like you're working like 10, 12 hour days, like a lot, try doing some aisle runs, like you know running between the aisles back and forth, stuff like that. Um, it might help get your blood flowing and maybe maybe just get you know get your mind off of things for a while. I know that the Apple Watch like can do this thing where every hour it'll just like ping you to get up and then it'll it'll have like a streak so that if you miss it once and you have like a 50 day streak you lose that streak so yeah so you, you gotta use the apple wow. watch to kind of help you stay consistent for sure wow yeah, i don't sponsored. have an apple watch by the way i don't not want sponsored. people thinking not <laughs> sponsored, sponsored by apple <laughs> yo well i feel like the fact that i brought up gan and the fact that i brought up apple iphones makes it sound like i i'm like somehow like this shill for these overpriced <laughs> products but i do not have an apple watch so like i only brought them up because it was like an interesting feature they had sure yeah. sure fair enough anyway uh, thank you for watching our episode about cubing hardware yeah. all right y'all have Much a wonderful cube. day yes have a wonderful what will be like february february 20 something 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 or other you know it's yeah. sometime in in the time Sometime in the yeah. time. I, I kind of like that. That's complete nonsense, yeah. but I like that. <laughs>